Hey, I'm Brandon, the online campus pastor here at Big Valley Grace, and thank you for taking a moment to watch this message. It is the teaching portion from one of our live weekend worship gatherings, and we have those every single weekend here online and in person, and I just want to extend an invitation to you to join us. We're just a local church, local body of believers, and we would love if you would join us uh, on a weekend upcoming here sometime soon. Uh, but as we get headed into this message together, a couple things just want to point you to. One is a connect card. If there's any way that, that we can pray for you, if you want to contact us, that Connect card form is just a really great way uh, to let us know that you're joining us. Any next steps you want to take, stuff like that is right on there. Also, if you want to bring an offering, a worshipful gift uh, to King Jesus, you can do that right on our Give page on our website or via text. So hope you enjoy the unpacking, the unfolding of the Word as we look at it together. Well, I'm glad you're here. Take your Bibles. Okay, and turn to uh, John chapter 17, okay? If you don't have a Bible, we got one for you afterwards. If you don't own one, we'll just go into that room right there, the altar, and we'll give you a free Bible. We give out thousands and thousands of Bibles to people here in our church, other churches in our community, and we wanna make sure you have a copy of the Word of God on your own. But if you don't have one, they'll, all the verses will come up on the, the, the jumbotrons. So... Um, we're in a series here at Big Valley Grace where we're, we're going through what we call our constitution, our bylaws. Boy, doesn't that sound thrilling, okay? And basically all this document is that we, we have, uh, it tells us how we're organized here at, a, at our church. It's really a, 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 a series on membership, what it means to be a part of the family of God here at Big Valley Grace, okay? And uh, we have this thing called the Constitution and Bylaws. And all this does is let everybody know how we organize ourselves here. Okay, the, the church, if you're a part of the church, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've surrendered your life over to him, you've, you've become one of his disciples, you're a part of the church, capital C. But obviously, all over the globe, there are these little seas, little churches, little expressions of God's love. And this is how we organize ourselves here. The Bible says that we serve a God of order. There's order everywhere. I don't care where you go on the planet to find order. Ants that have little, little, little brains, just little tiny brains, they're organized. Go to Taco Bell, they got organization there. Everywhere you go, you find organization. Well, God wants his church to be organized. Though it's not an organization, it's a living organism. It's a living, breathing organism, but it does have some organizational things to it. And that's basically what this series is about. And um, we started it off by just talking about membership. If you're not a, a member of our church, Man, I, I don't know what you're waiting on. If, if this isn't the place for you, that's okay. There's a lot of really great churches in our city, like a, a lot of great churches. Go become a part of that family. Everybody who names the name of Christ should be a part of a local expression of, of God's love. And, and that was the, 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 the first week. If you haven't become a member yet here at Big Valley Grace, you gotta, ought to go online and start the process. And then we looked at the fact that to be a member here, we want you to do this. We want you to gather in rows. We want you to have weekly 
worship here with us. It's important to gather like this and look at the back of someone's neck for an hour, believe it or not. This is an important moment. A lot of weighty things happen in this hour and 15 minutes. And then last week, we looked at group participation. I was over at the series campus, and the title of my message over there was Circles Are Better Than Rows. So yes, we want you to do this. If you're a part of our church family, come on a Saturday night, come on a Sunday morning, and get in a row. This is important. But what's also important is that you get out of a row and get into a circle. That you're, that you're a part of a group, you're a small group. Maybe you go to a home group, a home fellowship group. Maybe you're in men's ministry and on Mondays and Tuesdays, this whole building's just full of round tables and men gather around circles. It could be our women's ministry, they gather around circles. You come to CR, you'll be in a row for a little while, but then you go get in a circle. We wanna get people in circles. If you're a part of our church family, you're looking at the back of someone's neck or actually every eyeball's on me. And there, there, there's a time and a place for this. But then there's a time and a place to get out of a row and at some moment, circle up. And uh, everybody needs to have that. Tonight, we're gonna talk about ministry, serving, having a specific place within the body of Christ where you do serve. And at the very end of this, I'm gonna introduce a video to you that's really neat. I think the end of our sermon um, tonight is really... I don't want to oversell this thing. It's like one of the most important sermons we're going to have at our church. How we end. And it all has to do with that card you were given, okay? And so hopefully, I'm going to get us there. That, that's my hope. I may fumble the ball horribly. But I think we're going to get to a place and you're all going to go, wow, I, I, I get this. But before I get into this thing, um, you know, one of our church families, the Suttons, are sitting right back here. And this morning, they woke up thinking it was going to be kind of a normal day, and it wasn't. Heather's father, Jim, passed away early this morning. And that's where Jim would sit right back there with his wife, Candy, who passed away earlier this year. And so for them, it has not been a normal day day. There's a lot of pain and a lot of heartache and a lot of sorrow going on in their lives. And I realize that that, that could be true for you. I don't know all of you. I don't know the stories in all of your lives. But I would like to do this. Ben, I can see you there. Gretchen, I see you there. I want you to lay hands on Heather. Will you do that? And uh, not that I want to leave out grandpa or anything like that. Sandy, can you reach over and lay hands on, on her also? And let, let, me, let me pray, okay? So Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. You're good, you're good, you're good, even if the world's all goofed up. You're good no matter what, God. Doesn't matter what the circumstances around us are, you're good. And part of that goodness is, is we know exactly what happened to Jim when he took his last breath. His next one was with you. 
in a body that will no longer suffer, in a body that no longer is going to need pills and procedures and all of that stuff. He's now in his glorified state. We're grateful for that. May they, that bring peace to the girls, to Jeff, to Heather, to Dawn, Jagger. And Lord, maybe even just singing these worship songs and listening to this message, I, I believe you're gonna use that in their lives also. So I pray this in your name, Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen. No better place to be than in the house of the Lord, even when some crummy tragedy, you know, hits your life. So everybody's at uh, John 17, okay? And I'm gonna start someplace weird. You're gonna go, wait a minute, I thought this was all about service. I've been looking at that card ever since I walked in. How does this fit? Not sure. But, but I hope I'm gonna get somewhere with it. And you'll, you'll get an insight a little bit of how my brain works as I read the scriptures and enjoy meditating on them and studying them and things. In John 17, uh, our Lord, the one in whom we follow, the one in whom we uh, submitted our lives to, we became disciples of his, right? He's praying, and he, he prays this, okay? He prays this in verse 15. He says, Father... My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. And we'll stop there. So here you have Jesus praying. He's obviously praying for his disciples, you know, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all those guys, you know, whatever. But he's also praying for all believers. And his prayer is, hey, look, Father, I, I don't want them to be taken out of the world. I, 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 don't, I don't want that to happen. What I want you to do is just protect them from the evil one, protect them from the demon, Satan, whatever. And one of the things that always runs through my mind when I see things like that is why? Why does God leave us here? I mean, I mean if I was God... As soon as someone gave their life to, you know, me, if you will, I'd say, well, come on home. Let's get you out of that crummy place. <laughs> place is full of sorrow and heartache and there's hospitals in every corner. You know, our, our, our cabinets are filled with prescriptions. I gotta redo my glasses, you know, every year. Literally, 30 minutes ago, I took two ibuprofen before I walked up here. For no reason. I just, my back just will hurt at times. My leg will cramp up on me. My knees kind of go out on me. Man, if I was God, and you, you just received me, gave your life to me, submitted your life to me. Man, come on home. Let's get you out of this crummy place. But that's not what Jesus prays. He says, Father, don't take them out of here. And he's quite aware of the fact that this world's all messed up. It's all goofed up. He's aware that there's evil everywhere. 
that crummy things are happening all over the planet. And yet here we have Jesus saying, Father, don't, don't take them out of the world. And let's make this personal, okay, Big Valley Grace? He, he, he hasn't taken you out of here. He wants you here for a reason. But he does say, you know, Father, would you just protect them? Man, there's all kinds of evil out there and there's all kinds of crummy people out there. Man, just, just protect them. Why would Jesus want you to be left down here on planet Earth? What's going on? What's he up to? Well, I think he's up to a lot of things. I think there's a lot of things that Jesus wants you to do while you're down here on planet Earth. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you one. We're gonna zero in on, on one, okay? In Ephesians chapter two, it, it says this. this is kinda, these are kind of famous little verses that most Christians would know. He says, for we are God's workmanship we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And these good works that God wants us to do, he prepared in advance for us to do them. And I, I'm gonna blow your mind. He prepared these good works for you before you were ever a twinkle in your parents' you know, eyes. Before there was ever, you know, a, a planet Earth. He knew you. He chose you. He wanted you to be a part of his family. And then he says, I have created you for these good works, these good deeds. That's a weighty, that, that's weighty. In fact, the, the, those two little words, good works, those are maybe the key to the talk here tonight. Those words, good works, are the same as ministry or service. Same words. So let me make this personal. I'm going to make this verse personal. Maybe you'll be able to see yourself in it. Go to Ephesians 2. Rick, you put your name in there. Okay? Put your name there. You are God's workmanship. You were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, ministry, service, which God prepared in advance for you to do. That changes things. When all of a sudden you, you take these words that God left for us. He left them for us. And here we have God saying, hey, you are God's workmanship. Man, he put you together inside your mother's womb. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. There's nobody else like you. And he created you for, for good works or ministry or, or service. That's what he created you for. So obviously it's one of the reasons why he left you here. He could have gotten you out of here. 
But he didn't. But what he did do is say, hey, protect everybody from the enemy, the evil one, whoever all, whatever all that is. And, and, and then, man, I've created them to do something. Created them for a reason. And one of those reasons is to serve. Um, I've told this story before, but uh, man, it was, man, my, my daughter, Gracie, I don't know, she's in her mid-20s now, or 22, or what, I don't know what she is, she's like 20-something. <laughs> You're watching, Gracie. By the way, welcome to all of you watching online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when she was little, we found some mice in our backyard, or rats, or whatever they were, I don't know what they were. And so I went down and got some traps, Okay, and I, I don't know anything about anything, but you know, I got the traps, and you know, I got the thing, and I put the thing back, and I got the thing all ready to go, and I put the cheese on the thing, and I'm taking the thing out there, and I'm just terrified that the thing's gonna snap on me at any minute, you know. And uh, finally, I put it in some strategic places, had a couple traps out there. And I'm so impatient, you know, I got ADD, and it's like I had them out there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm thinking, they're all going off, I just can't hear them, man. She's in bed, and so I'm going to go out and look at him. So I grab the flashlight, and I go out there. Nothing. Flashlight's not working. And I'm, now I'm, I'm upset. I undo the thing, and I, the batteries are all corroded. I want you to know something. The reason why batteries get corroded is because they're not used. That's why batteries corrode. They just sit there and you never use the thing. They just corrode. And I want you to know something. Listen to me. God created you to serve. And you're like those batteries. If you don't figure out what it is you're supposed to do and how you can be a blessing, you just kind of corrode. I know a lot of believers... They're just corroded because there's all of this juice that's supposed to be used. That's why you were created. That's why God left you here. And so, yeah, you know, you're a follower of Jesus and all that stuff, and you're going to go to heaven, and your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and whatever. And on the outward, you know, you look good. That flashlight looked fantastic <laughs> until I went to use the thing. And you can sit here online or whatever, and you can look really good, and, you know, you bring your Bible and you do all the things, but maybe inside you're just kind of corroding. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the reason why is because you haven't realized that you were made to serve. You were made for ministry or whatever these good works might be. Jesus said this in John chapter 10. He said, for even I didn't come to be served. <laughs> this is the king of kings, you know, and the Lord of lords. The one who went, you know, world bank. There it was. Porcupines, there they are. Killer whales, He didn't come to be served, 
but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I think the phrases serve others and give my life, I think those two phrases might best summarize what a Christian is or what a Christian is supposed to do. Really, I, I think those two phrases, serving others and, and giving our lives, you know, away, kind of a thing. That, that, ought to, that ought to be, you know, the characteristics, at least two of the great characteristics, maybe, of somebody who's a follower of Jesus. That they, they serve others and they're giving their life away as best they can for whatever this thing is that God's called you to. By the way, when you're somebody who serves, I think that's when you're more like, maybe the most like Jesus. You're, you're not the most like Jesus when you're sitting in a row reading the Bible or listening to a sermon, as good as that is. You're not most like Jesus when you get into a circle and discuss the whatever, life, family, friends, pray, whatever all that is that happens in a circle and it's all good stuff. That's a good thing. Hopefully, sitting here and getting in that circle <laughs> makes you a, a, a greater servant, somebody who is giving their life away. Otherwise, it's just, I don't know, I know a lot of people who can tell you a lot about the Bible. <laughs> they, they can rattle off Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the way through the book of Malachi, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all the way through the book of Revelation. Man, they've got so much memorized. They know all the great doctrines of the faith, but they've corroded. They're, they're useless. They're a flashlight sitting on a shelf that can't do anything. But they got a lot of stuff memorized. And I know others who, man, they haven't known the Lord, you know, for 20 minutes. <laughs> they can't tell you anything about this other than, man, Jesus saved me because of that. Man, I count me in. So let me, let me get a little bit more specific, okay, in the few minutes I have left, okay? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, God tells us this. He said, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. That's a good piece of information. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. Okay. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. In other words, not everybody's supposed to do this. Not everybody's, you know, supposed to be Pastor Brandon and play a guitar and sing. Nobody's supposed to, not everybody's supposed to be up in the booth up there, pressing buttons, making sure the jumbotrons all work. Not everybody's supposed to do that. Not everybody's supposed to hold babies. Not everybody's supposed to mentor a second grader. Not everybody's supposed to go to somebody's house and help them with, I don't know, their plumbing. Not everybody's supposed to do that. But it's the same God behind it all. 
It's just that I, I'm supposed to do this. Pastor Brandon, he's, he's supposed to do this. They're, they're doing what they're supposed to do behind the cameras. There's a whole bunch of people you never even know who are holding babies right now. But it's the same God working. He's the one who made it so I'd do this. He's the one who made Pastor Brandon so he'd do his thing. He's the one who's made you to do your thing. No one thing's better than the other. He's the one who chose what it is you were supposed to do. You're his workmanship. He, he's prepared something for you. I don't know what it is. Some of you, I know what it is. I get to see it all the time. Some, I, don't, I don't know. He does do this. In verse 7, it says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. He didn't give me this gift, you know, so I could navel gaze. Hey. This is fantastic what I do. No, he gave me this gift for you. He gave Brandon his gift for you. He gave Joseph his gift for you. The person up there running the jumbotrons, for you. People holding babies, for you. Now, don't, don't get... Don't mistake, don't get me wrong here. If I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to corrode. So I, there is a blessing in it for me too. He goes on and says, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, uh, the, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from some other spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all the gift. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And by the way, that's not a comprehensive look, list of all the gifts. Well, that's a pretty good list, though. He's the one who, God gives them out. I want you to have this, yeah. And you're going to have the, wow, it's crazy. It's crazy. First Peter chapter four says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to pump up yourself. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 hold on, sorry. Sorry, messed that up. Use them well to serve one another. You see, this is one of the things we want from all of our members. We want you to come to church Sit in a row and worship and fellowship, all those things. We want you to get in circles, get in groups, build relationships. But we also want everybody who calls this their church family to serve. 
Be involved in, in ministry. And in a moment, you're going to see there's all kinds of things. There's all kinds of ways that you can serve somebody else, be a blessing to somebody else. Not just this or, you know, my friend Bill's sitting back here and on Sunday morning, you'll see him often playing his trombone. It's not you. I don't know how to play trombone. I don't know how to do that. He does. Thank God he does. And for, I don't know, 40 years, I've been blessed because that guy for 40 years has used his gift to serve a guy like me who sits and hears great songs and the right keys and all the stuff. And my life has been enriched because of his ministry. He got something out of it, I guarantee it. But he didn't do it for him. He did it for all of us. So let me do this. I'm going to go a little bit deeper, okay? Because here at Big Valley Grace, we, we, uh, we didn't invent this thing, but, but I, I, like, I like what we do here at Big Valley. We, we take a comprehensive look at, our, at you as an individual, okay? Because we're all, we're all different. Around here, we call it everybody has a shape. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, 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 it ain't that kind of shape. Okay, because some of you are probably thinking, oh, boy, please tell me when I become a member, they don't write down my shape. Wouldn't that be horrible? <laughs> Let me tell you what it means. We believe that every single person in here has a spiritual gift. And you may have more than one. I just read you some. There, there are other places in Romans where you can read other spiritual gifts and there are a lot of theologians who will tell you that all the gifts that are even listed in Scripture, that doesn't necessarily mean that's all of them. I mean, there's all kinds of spiritual gifts. But what we do know is this, is that the Holy Spirit gave you a gift. You have one, at least one. Some of you have multiple gifts, but you at least have one. It's a special gift that God has given you. It's just God, God just gave it to you. You're his workmanship. You were created in Christ Jesus to do some work out there. And guess what? Hmm. I'm going to give, I'm going to give coach. Coach, you're going to get this gift because, man, I got this thing planned. And so you got to have this gift to pull it off. See? But not only do you have a spiritual gift, but you have a heart for something. And I just wrote out here a passion for something. I think it's super interesting that, man, I meet Christians all the time who, uh, you know, hey, I think every sermon ought to be, a, you know, a pro-life sermon. They have a heart for babies. Hey, every sermon should be about babies. Every sermon ought to be about this. And you, you just see, I know what they're going to say to me as they're walking towards me because that's their passion. That's their heart. For some, it's, it's, it's politics. <laughs> and for, for a lot of you who are older, there are some great churches, man, like Thomas Road Baptist Church. I think God raised Thomas Road Baptist Church up when Jerry Falwell Sr. was there, and he had a passion. And so that was a church that was just very involved in politics. But you have a heart. For something, sports, right? Could be men reaching men for the gospel. 
reaching gals for the gospel. I don't know what it is, but you have one. There's something you're passionate about. We believe that it's no coincidence that you have that passion. We think God gave it to you. But then you also have just natural abilities, right? So the abilities that, you know, I don't know if throwing a baseball is a spiritual gift or not, but, you know, I think God gives just natural abilities to some people. Now, they have to hone those abilities. They have to go out and practice and get better at it. It could be, I don't know, playing a guitar. I don't know if that's a spiritual gift or not. I don't know. But I know that no matter what, you got to go out and practice. You got to learn the chords. You got to do all the stuff. I keep picking on, you know, Bill. You know, he just didn't go to a music store and pick out a trombone and take it home and start playing the thing. He, he practiced. He took classes. I don't know, but he got better at it. Some of you, you have a natural ability, I don't know, to fix a car. I, I don't get it. I, I literally, I, I, don't, I don't understand cars. Don't get it. Can't fix them. I couldn't tell you, you know, yeah, that's a piston. Yeah, that's a carburetor. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I couldn't fix a car. I don't know how to put oil in a car. I don't know how to do it. My wife does. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's why I married up, you know. I chose wisely. Yeah, chose something that I, I didn't have. But then God also gave you a personality. Not everybody's the same. Some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. We all have different personalities that God's given us. And last but not least, God has given us all different experiences. Some of you, man, have been to war. You know what it, you know what it sounds like to have a bullet go over your head. I don't know. Some of you have your PhDs. You, 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 man, you have educational experiences. So, you see, we all have all these different experiences, and one isn't better than the other. They're just different. But you take, you know, spiritual gifts, the heart, abilities, personality, experience, and you put it all together, and what do you got? You, you got your shape. And you, you have it. I don't know necessarily what it is. But I think this card that Pastor Allen and Pastor Bobby are going to kind of talk about here in a minute uh, are going to help you. Because there's all kinds of stuff on here that I bet you never thought of. Whoa. Whoa. But I want you to see a video that uh, our senior pastor, uh, Pastor Joel did with his dad, uh, and it's going to set up this card, and then Pastor Allen and Pastor Bobby are going to come up and wrap us up through the card, okay? So check out the Jumbotrons. Hey, Big Valley Grace family, super excited to be here together. Uh, we've got a really special moment for our church family. I'm, I'm sitting here with my dad, we call him Pops at the house, but here at the church, he's our pastor of Serve, Pastor Allen, and we've got a make history kind of moment for our church family. We're bringing back something really, really special, and Pops, yeah. tell us about it. 
Well, I'm really excited because uh, as we're doing this, we're allowing our entire church family to participate and in capturing the full supply that God really brought here to Big Valley to meet the many needs that God allows here uh, in all of our ministries. And so for each person to participate in that, uh, it will be successful if we have 100% participation. Yeah, well, we'll go back to the purpose of this series. It's, it's members of the body. It starts with understanding that Jesus Christ is the head of the body, and the whole purpose of the body of Christ is to glorify Jesus Christ. It is the purpose of Big Valley Grace Community Church to bring glory to Jesus Christ, to glorify God. And in Ephesians 4, it says that Christ is glorified when the body is built up, and that the body is built up when the saints are equipped for the work of the ministry. So when we think about our vision as a church to go love your actual neighbor, well, we don't want any neighbor to be missed with that love of Jesus Christ, which means we want every member of the body of Christ to be equipped for the work of the ministry that God had planned for them. We don't want anyone to miss out on being equipped because we want God to be the most glorified right here at Big Valley Grace Community Church. It's true. And God has given each of you something special that wasn't designed for you, but was designed for you to unload, to really help others. And when you do that, you receive joy and God gets the glory and his body is built up. And that's what we want. So we have an action step that we're going to share with you right now. And the whole point of this action step is so that the body can be equipped and built up for the glory of Jesus Christ right here at Big Valley Grace Community Church.